WBNE. Adios. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be, and we want to make more podcasts for you. I can't do French. I can't do it. But anyway, we can't We can't do it alone. If you enjoy this episode and want more Bacon and Eggs, head over to our Patreon page. I still want the French thing at the beginning. I still want it. I want the music. I want the whole thing. In fact, I want it now, too. So just... I want it. I want, but like, I want it to start over now, kind of clunky and awkward. I want. That's what I want. Okay. So anyway, back to the thing. We can't do it alone. If you enjoyed this episode and want more bacon and eggs, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com/slash/bacon and eggs. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N for those of you who can't spell in French. Uh, and check out our new ten-dollar tier, which at this point isn't new, but it's new to you because you don't have it yet. And that grants you access to not only our bonus show, The Hash Browns, which we just recorded. It's very funny this week, but you'll also get unedited episodes of bacon and eggs that's right so you get them like one or two days early depending upon when nathan sits down to edit the show uh and you get them like all the way through so you get to hear all the silly things that go into making the show and you get to hear all the fun stuff it's a lot of fun i think you'll like it um like that cough if you don't pay for the ten dollars you missed that cough anyway uh you can hear all the behind the scenes moments that go into making an episode and we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be it would be such a dream come true if one day i could look at my mom in the face and be like mom i do podcasts full time and she'd be like wow i didn't expect that but you know your brothers are youtubers so i've heard weirder things and i'd be like yeah anyway thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening Howdy, yogs, and welcome back to Bigger Legs. I'm Tyler Garland. And I'm Ethan Etchill. And today we're going to space. Like just barely. So leave your calculators at your desk. And beat the IBM. Because today we're bringing you Hidden Figures. our music sound like i can't remember what sounds are <laughs> it sounds like the avengers music oh i feel like the hidden figures are better than the avengers that's bold coming from you i love the who avengers said that, who said that avengers endgame should have been best picture i didn't think it should win best picture i thought it should have gotten the nom i feel like avatar got the nom it's only fair titanic won only fair and that was a travesty a titanic is great love you jewels it's just not anyway hidden figures was directed by theodore melfi uh it was released on christmas 11 days ago apparently <laughs> nope, that's not, not 11 right days ago that's not real but christmas 2016 uh that's december 25th uh which i know uh the, to the mansplainers out there is the holiday on my calendar that is christmas i don't care that jesus might have been born in like the spring or summertime let's just let's just all agree that december 25th is christmas and we're just gonna that was when the movie was released that was 1157 days ago on a 25 million dollar budget it made 236 million dollars worldwide that is some dinero at a 93 percent critic and 93 percent audience rating on rotten tomatoes and a 74 on metacritic and oh my gosh i've said so many words ethan i just want you to rant for like three or four minutes so that i can just rest myself and drink some oolong tea some oolong tea you got some why you got oolong uh oolong because oh you just moved the microphone and leaned back i did yeah god (laughs) throw the whole episode away kids (laughs) it's been nice knowing you on bacon and eggs see you never arriba (laughs) derch and 
Okay, I'll sit forward if you want me to. If yes, that, I if want that's you what to. Makes you happy. Okay. Yeah, I hate this. Makes I, you happy. Um, the really Can sad news in the world bed. of hidden figures. Uh, I feel like we got we can't go far without addressing this. Um, so I just want to talk about it for just a second. Do you want to do the memorial part of the show since I've been talking this whole time? Yeah. Okay. I can do that. So yeah, we decided on Sunday at the badgering of one Mary Clay Watt that we were going to cover Hidden Figures this week on the podcast. And then the next day we got a text message from the same Mary Clay Watt telling us that Katherine Johnson had passed away at the age of 101 on February 24th, 2020. 101 years old. That's a long time. That's a long time. To put that into, oh, like, but she, bacon and so eggs she terms. Was, what'd you say? I said to put that into bacon and eggs terms. That's a minimum of 36,865 days, which is, like, Jaws wasn't even out then. What? She was alive for 36,865 days. Right. Yeah, she was born well before Jaws came out. Yeah, well, but that was the oldest movie we've done on Bacon and Eggs, so I'm trying to give some frame of reference here. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was born in in 1918. That's a long time. It's a long time. Um, and she w- was portrayed in Hidden Figures by Octavia Spencer. Um, in real life, worked on the, the moon missions as well as the um, Atlas mission, the friendship mission, the Mercury missions, whichever one is depicted in this movie. Atlas. Um, yeah, but I've never heard that name before. It's uh, John Glenn. First first uh, American orbit. Yeah, and I thought that was a Mercury mission, but... I mean, listen, you probably know more about uh, vessels of all types than I do, so... That's that's usually true. It's it's sort of my area of expertise. Oh, there's a lot of French. Is Thank the you, French Tyler, music also back? for that. Whoa, French music. <laughs> Whoa. How um, did it get anyways, here? So, <laughs> trying to be serious and do a dedication here. I okay. guess I'm the one that did the French accent, but... We, so we did the we did the Patreon episode first and got all loose and goofy, and now you're like, hey, dedicate this to the person that just died. Yeah. Well, I think anyway. she would have, her dream would have been joy. Maybe maybe for more than white men, but so, yeah. So this, this episode is dedicated not only, or is dedicated to Katherine Johnson um, for all her work on the NASA missions, you know, proud Virginia resident, maybe not a Virginia native, but a proud Virginia resident. Although I guess this movie probably didn't give her a whole lot of reasons to be a proud Virginian. Yeah, we were awful. But yeah, it, it always end up do being like that, don't it. You know, it's funny. Anytime they're about setting up the Langley Air Force Base. Uh, this movie had a lot of impact on us because Langley like dictates your life when you live in that part of the state. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny when they started the first scene where they're in a field in the middle of nowhere and they're like Hampton, Virginia. And I'm like, that's not what that looks like. That, yeah, that's not Hampton. Not anymore. I know Hampton. Not anymore. You're looking at Mercury Boulevard. I know what right the area there. around Langley looks like. It's just like normal. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this episode is dedicated to Katherine Johnson, and to I believe she's the only one still alive. That would probably make sense. She lived to be 101. She is not alive. Yeah, but I mean, I believe she was the last to decease. Yes. Um. What was I saying? Yeah. So this this episode is dedicated to her. May May she rest in peace, and thank you for everything you did for NASA. This episode is also dedicated to uh, Fox 2000, the studio that made this movie. May they also rest in peace at the hands of Bob Iger. Oh, he's who, gone uh, too. Retired today. You're not retired. He stepped down as as CEO of Disney today. And um, now the the parks and... dude is taking over. And I think. What do you think of that? What do you, I, I feel like it is our sacred duty to report what we think of this news. Um, I don't think it is because it's he's like the CEO of, of Walt Disney Corporation. Uh, and I believe the people that make movie decisions are like other people. Uh, I know I just blamed Bob Iger for shutting down Fox 2000 because it happened while he was uh, CEO. And people blame the president for everything that happens in the country while the president is uh, in office. Yes. So here's my thing. Bob Bobby Gare... Uh, had nothing to do with like the. I feel like you still have to sit down with Kevin Feige once a quarter to be like, okay, man, how's the Marvel coming? Ha ha! 
And then Kevin Feige's like, oh, I had this great idea for this great thing that we were going to do. Oh, it was going to be so cool. That's how Kevin Feige talks. And then Bobby Gare's like, oh boy, tell me more about Captain America. And then Kevin Feige's like, oh, dude, you won't believe it. He's Anthony Mackie now. And then Bob, Bob Iger is like, oh boy, I love Anthony Mackie. And then and that's the whole thing. And then, and then, Fair. and then they're like, Kevin, what's, go- Kevin, what's going on with Marvel? And Kevin's like, oh, bro, Disney plus, bro. That's the key right there. Scarlet Witch in comic accurate costume for one frame, bro. And then Mickey's like, oh boy. I don't know what else Mickey says. Here was my thing is that like, (laughs) you know, they sold, so they sold Fox to uh, Disney. Yeah. And there were so many ways that could have gone. And what ended up happening was the way that it went was we still had to deal with Dark Phoenix and also they killed Fox 2000 for no reason. Like that's like the worst case scenario. We didn't have to deal. Did you see Dark Phoenix? I mean, it's still came out you went to the movie theater and watched dark phoenix you sly no i did not see it i did not see it but it came out it was still it was still forced upon us it was still came out some people apparently really liked it i think they liked it in spite i mean anyway my my feelings on the whole disney fox merger right now are pretty pretty cold i i see i i don't know how i'm supposed to feel i like i don't know i can't even pretend to know all of the details of like what this means for people i know that lots of people lost their jobs but i also know that disney employs like a lot of people so i don't, I don't i'm not know. concerned about it, it has nothing to do with employees and who lost their job and who didn't it has to do with uh with disney not making stories like this okay so you are concerned that there will be we know more like hidden figures type film i am i am concerned that disney is going to single-handedly kill the mid-budget movie okay that is that is a this has been my concern, concern for day one, and this is the thing that nobody in Discord ever listens to me about, um, is that, like, Fox 2000 was important. They made this movie. They made The Fault in Our Stars. They made Love, Simon. Oh, Disney they- just canceled its Love, Simon series. Because it wasn't family friendly, which like I get if you've read the book, it's not like wait super they did friendly. yeah oh good awesome love that love that so much I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not I'm obviously being that's so completely fricked why because that was an important and good movie that was made by a different studio yeah so why did we need a series like the story that's done because what are they going to cancel it in favor of High School Musical the musical the series the part two well that is coming out that that has been signed yeah of course it is that's what I'm talking about this is what I'm talking about with the whole Fox Disney thing it's like Disney's fair. afraid to make stories that matter i think high school i haven't seen high school musical the musical of the series okay that uh, might be a bad example but like they put out a lot of garbage there's a lot of garbage on disney channel to be fair high school musical 3 the movie was on a smaller budget than uh <laughs> hidden figures a considerably smaller budget okay wasn't it a tv movie no it was in theaters oh okay so they put the third one in theaters third one made it to theaters weird yep. flex that's that's a strange move for Disney. Normally they put the first one in theaters and then the rest are on TV. Yes. Uh, High School Musical 3. Like Aladdin 4. I think there's only three Aladdins. Um, and oh, it cost, darn. It cost $11 million. And the first and third ones have Robin Williams. The middle one does not. And it was bad. Wait, the first and third High School Musicals have Robin Williams? <laughs> no. The first and third Aladdins. <laughs> Wait, what cost $11 million then? High School Musical 3. You just said High School Musical 3 cost $11 million and the first and third ones had Robin Williams and the second one was bad. Well, I was interrupted by my own thoughts That was literally one sentence that you just said. Of Aladdin. I was thinking about Aladdin while I was talking about High School Musical 3. I know, but you you just said it cost $11 million and the first and third one had Robin Williams and the second one didn't. So, like, that is a confusing sentence. Okay, that's fair. I could see where you got confused. To, ju- I'll just anyway, run it down I... for you. I'll run down the budgets for you. High School Musical, $5 million. High School Musical 2, $7 million. High School Musical 3, $11 million. Teen Beach Movie, 
$8 million. What is Teen Beach Movie? I've never heard of it in my entire life. Disney Channel original Okay, Love Simon cost $10 million. Okay. Love Simon cost $10 million. I don't understand. Where, they said, okay, so the, the reasoning they gave that wasn't particularly family friendly. Um, and you've read the book, so I feel like if you're going to dive in and get more detailed on the on the story, then I can see where you're coming from that it's not particularly family friendly. I also agree it's a bad look, right? It's a terrible look. For no, Disney I have, I have like, a problem with them saying, oh, we're going to buy this property and then cancel stuff. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like, so far, nothing good has come out of this. Simpsons on Disney+. Plus. So far, nothing good has come out of this. <laughs> I would not call more places to watch The Simpsons a good thing. You're not a big fan of uh, grown-up... Uh... You know... Love Simon is more family friendly than The Simpsons. I would agree with that. It's also much more important. I would agree. Anyway, with that. it's not the movie we were talking about. I this 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 movie's made by Fox 2000, and it makes me sad that we're not we don't have that studio anymore. So this movie is often described as like the untold story of the women who worked at NASA, which is like fair, right? Like a lot of people don't know this story. But if you're the author of the book Hidden Figures, are you like ah? kind of told that story. I didn't know it was a book. Yeah, it's a book. Is it like a, is it, a, it's a, like a not autobiography? No, it's like a book book. It's like a book book, like a, like a plot plot book book. Like a plot plot book book. Interesting. So, I <laughs> mean, like, are, like, I feel like you're like, ah, well, is it, well, I got the adulter. I mean, yeah, I think you still do call it that because we go back to like how many books get sold to how many movies get sold conversation and it's like, it's not even, not even close. The book didn't win any Oscars. It wasn't even yeah, nominated. Yeah, books usually don't. <laughs> did this win Oscars? Uh, nominated. I feel I like Mahershala nominated. Ali should have won. He did not. Wait, you thought Mahershala Ali, out of all people, should have won something out of this movie? I just feel like he won for Moonlight, and then I watched Moonlight, and I was like, he won for this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure, but... Oh, I'm still on Katherine sure? Johnson's Wikipedia page. <laughs> And I thought the Wikipedia page was telling me that, like, because she won, Katherine Johnson won some kind of award from SUNY New York. Really? And, yeah, I don't know what it was, but I thought that they started doing, like, film awards because I went down to the awards section because <laughs> I thought I was on the movie. <laughs> and I was like, I guess it didn't win any Oscars if it's telling me about the, the State University of New York awards it won. Uh, yeah, I don't think it won any that Academy was, Awards. That was Katherine Johnson. Was, it was nominated um, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Picture, and Best Supporting Actress for Octavia Spencer, uh, which is, I mean, she's great, but not who I would have given the acting wait, nom to. who got, wait, Best Supporting Actress for Octavia? Oh, Octavia Spencer, never mind. I was mixing them up. Yeah, no, Octavia Spencer is the uh, the supervisor. I, yeah, I don't think we were ready to give uh, Janelle Monae uh, awards yet at that point. Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't have gone to Janelle Monae either. I would have gone to the the the, uh, the woman who won. What? Oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. But the woman, who, the lead. Well, I wouldn't again her supporting art actress. No, no, no. What I, the acting nomination. Uh, Kevin Costner. I did not realize that's who that was. I should have. I'm an idiot. He was so good. Yeah, everyone was good in this movie, except Kirsten Dunst. Why do you hate Kirsten Dunst? I literally was watching this movie. She's like, bad at things. She's bad at acting. I just like I, I've never. She has seen the emotional range Dunn's. of a piece of cardboard. I just have never seen. That. I've never watched a movie with Kristen Dunn's been like, man, she sucks. I just feel like I, I watched was like this movie and was like every time she was on screen, it was worse for her oh, being on screen. Oh, she can't man. even be a white racist. Well, Jim Parsons can't be a white racist. Well, Jim Parsons is very clearly far too nice to be a white racist. <laughs> yeah, which is so weird because he tried Jim so Bar hard. Like Sheldon, I I hate Sheldon with a passion. Yeah. Uh, did you like uh, Big Bang Theory? Uh, once upon a time, I'd say there's like one or two. It was funny for the first couple like, seasons. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, I didn't it, like that they wouldn't funny. change the outfits. I thought that, that was like a weird cartoon thing that they did. What? What do you mean? Like, like, like the the uh, oh, in Big Bang Theory. Yeah, in Big Bang Theory, they would always wear like the same things. I didn't like it. That's fair. I don't know. I, I mean, like... it's a it's a it's a TV show. I guess so. Like it, it just exists. It existed for a long time. It existed way longer than it should have. Twelve years. Yeah, that's way too many. Although I, I'm a proponent of no TV show gets more than five seasons. 
I can't sit in this chair, Ethan. I'm I'm failing at life here. I don't know how to sit in a chair. So what uh what beat this for best picture? 2016. It was a good year, if I recall correctly. Unless it was a super racist year, in which case. Um, let's see. Like I said, it I think I went right by it. 2017 Oscars. Oh, Moonlight won. Mahershala Ali, baby. <laughs> yeah. So Mahershala Ali did not win the Oscar for this because he won the Oscar for that in the same year. I did not realize that was the same year. Oh, that was like that was like the first one that I watched that I was like, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. It was La La Land. Oh, what a good year. That was Manchester by the Sea also. That was one I never saw. Was it good? Uh, yeah. So here we are back at good. Oscar talk on the, uh, on the official yeah. Bacon and Eggs Oscar podcast. I mean, it wasn't podcast. as good as Moonlight. It wasn't as good as, uh, from Fences from what I've heard. Um, you seen Moonlight, dude? That movie is freaking rad, but you know I what? have. You we covered what, it on this show. You know, it's important to remember about Moonlight. It didn't, uh, win Best Director. The Mighty Loon! All fear the Mighty Loon. You know, the, the Mighty Loon has his name. It's Mahershala Ali. And he watches you when you sleep. Well, he won Best Supporting Actor for, uh, Moonlight. You remember when that happened and then we watched Moonlight and I was like, I mean, did he? I mean, your other options were uh, Jeff Bridges for a movie that I didn't see or ever hear of and the guy that played uh, General Zod. So I don't think he was up against it. Uh, Dev Patel was in Lion. Also never saw that. Lucas Hedges was in Manchester by the Sea. I saw Manchester by the Sea and I don't know who that is. So (laughs) is that, would that be another one you're like, uh, that was a good year for black folk at the Oscar. I'll tell you that much. Anytime Mahershala Ali is at the Oscars. And Viola Davis won for Fences. She's delightful for Best Supporting Actress. And then Emma Stone and Casey Affleck won Best Actor and Best Actress. Those are great black people. <laughs> I mean, it won Best Picture. Moonlight did, but Barry Jenkins did not get uh, Best Director. It's the only time a movie made by a black person has won Best Picture and they couldn't give him Best Director. Huh. It went to Damon Chazelle for La La Land, which was honestly all right. Oh, I disagreed. La La, La Land's right. awesome. It's an okay movie. La La Land's the best. That was the year that Warren Beatty messed things up and said the La La Land won Best Picture, but it didn't. Yes. Now, the thing about La La Land that you got to remember, Ethan, is that it is 100 years long. It's not. It's 128 minutes. But when you watch it, it feels like 100 years long. I mean, I've seen it one time, and it was okay. It hasn't made a whole lot of lasting impressions on me. But anyway, look this at us. movie- we Look at us. We're supposed to be talking about hidden figures, and here yeah. we are talking about La La Land. Talking about the Oscars. We are the problem. <laughs> well, no, because we got started on the Oscars and got started on why things should have won the Oscars. Because we just started talking about Moonlight again, because it's so good. Moonlight. Every every Oscar should go to Moonlight every year. Mahershala Ali I think, put his I'll tongue tell you what, though. I enjoyed watching this more than I enjoyed watching Moonlight. For sure. Yes. Yes, I did. I love watching this movie. I, I love watching. This is one of those movies that I feel like. Had you seen this before? Yeah. I have not. Oh, you've never seen it? No, this is my first time watching it. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. Yeah. Just from the beginning. It's like, this oh, is a good movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. I feel like I'm watching Remember the Titans, but space. Yeah, remember the Titans from Space. You know what's funny? The comment I was about to make was, this is like Remember the Titans where like, I'm always just going to like this movie. Like, if at some point people point out and they're like, well, actually the acting in this whole thing sucks. And I know they won't because it's excellent. Literally all, so all of the negative reviews from professional critics were like, oh. I don't feel like it was hard enough for the black people in this movie. Did you watch the same movie? Yeah. All, all the negative reviews were just like, I feel like they should have showed more resistance from the black people. And I was like, it, it, it didn't always happen like that though. So I have a, I have a, a professional review from david jenkins it's a negative review are you ready yeah uh david jenkins says why, wait, why are you getting a negative review well because I, I i hate this negative review so i just want to share it share it oh i hate most of them yeah uh hidden figures is not a good movie sorry but it's not i want oh, you to I know read that Ethan, one that yeah it was just like this david jenkins over at little white lies which i feel like maybe you tell him right now um supports his family on a salary made writing film reviews okay 
and I just don't like it. Yeah, and he just wrote, Hidden Figures is not a good movie. Sorry, but it's not. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of quips from people being like, I didn't like this movie, but I'm not also not comfortable saying why I didn't like it. Which is what happens every time we cover one of these like progressive movies where there's just people that get to write for Rotten Tomatoes. They're like <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm not telling you why, but you know why. So the problem I've, I've run into is, you remember when like Brie Larson went up on stage and she said that thing and she was like, I mean, honestly, I don't really care if a bunch of white dudes didn't like, like my movie. It's not for them. Uh, and everybody's like, wow, Brie Larson hates white dudes. And that was like not the point of what she was saying. Do you remember that? I do. The longer we do this show, the more reviews I read for more different films, the more I'm like, yeah, no, I totally see exactly where she was coming from. I mean, oh, I've yeah. known that the for more... a long time, but like, you know what I'm saying? The more we do this, I was thinking about this earlier today, where like the more we do this show the more that i realize that i hate white dudes too <laughs> i i hate mansplainers more than anything the, like the thought I of going people on the go, internet i hate people that get paid to go and write poorly about a movie they didn't like because it wasn't made for them yes yes i feel like if i was getting paid to write my review my review for birds of prey would be positive my review for this would be very positive but my birds of prey review would be positive yeah and i liked this movie anyway i loved this movie all over i cannot imagine sitting through this movie and getting to the end there, of it and being there, like, yeah there's nothing 93 percent across the board for rod's debate like like the when the critics and the audience agree you know that it's probably right right like when it's bang on exactly the same percentage like there's nothing wrong with this movie right is it is it the, like is it the best shot movie ever no but it's also well shot. I mean, best shot is so subjective. If you like, like, well, there's there, there's no like there's no cinematographical risks in this movie, right? So what I was gonna say is, if you like the 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 Pong Jun Ho, the the uh uh oh god, who's the other guy that does the oh my god Budapest? Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. If you like the like watching a movie, being like, yeah, they really thought about where to put these cameras, and that's what gets your jollies off, then this movie doesn't have a lot of that. No, like this is not an art film. Not in that regard, anyway. Yeah, like you're not gonna. You're you're not going to study hidden figures in like cinematography school. No, in, but like, you might study school. hidden figures in acting school. In acting school or writing school. Yeah. Because that scene where Octavia Spencer blows up at Kevin, Co I almost said Kevin Spacey, at Kevin Costner. Oh, you know who would have done that role well, though? I hate to say it. I, I mean, <laughs> he's a good actor. He's a good actor. But Kevin Costner did a great job. Yeah, Kevin Bacon would have done good, too. You know, mm -hmm. now that I think of it. He would have done probably about as well as <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst is great. I don't understand this hate for Kirsten Dunst. I don't Dunst. like Kirsten Dunst. She's I, not the, good at acting. What blows my mind is it's not just you. It's the whole internet hates her. And it's like the Nickelback thing where I just did don't you watch? Like. I'm sorry. Did you watch the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy? Yeah, that's what blows my mind about this whole thing is that I liked her in those movies. Oh my God. She's so just like, hi, I'm Mary Jane Watson. I'm Mary Jane Watson. I'm popular and rich. And also, she's not popular. Like, she lives I next like, to Peter. I like Harry and Peter at the same time. Yes, and it's bad. Nailed it. They got her. They they they, they did not. They did not. Literally, J like here's the thing. James Franco is an idiot and like portrays idiots on the screen. He's a very good actor, but like he's been in so many bad movies. But he gets the part and she doesn't. He gets what part? He gets it right ha he, as Harry Osborne. He gets it. Harry right. Harry Osborne is terrible. Have you seen the scene where Harry Osborne's in the in the uh, hospital and he's like, "Hey, it's my friend Peter." That's the only scene in the whole series that stands out to me is like, oh, this is bad acting. Oh, let's oh. let's talk about, hold on, briefly, we'll get back to, I swear to God, because I want to talk about another guy that would have done great in Kevin Costner's role for this. But none, of, Michael Keaton. none of the people that were in Spider-Man 1 deserve to be on screen with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the None truth. of them. That's the truth. He, he turns in an incredible performance as Norman Osborn, and it's just like... It's left to rely on. It's the same. It's the same in uh, Spider-Man 2. Because, like, Alfred Molina crushes it. And Peter's just like, I'm Peter Parker. <laughs>
Alfred Molina does crush it. And then they put him up against Tover Grace, and I was like, yeah, this makes sense. This fits. <laughs> oh, let's see what Tobey Maguire's gonna do. Do when he's not paired up with an incredible villain. Oh, he's gonna dance like that? Is that he's good? Okay. Willem Dafoe would have crushed it as uh, Al Harrison. Who's Al Harrison? Kevin Costner's. Oh, role Kevin Costner. In this movie. Willem Dafoe would have crushed it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what? Uh, you know, I was thinking about. Uh, does really well as like administrators in space movies. Jeff Daniels. Boom. Nailed it. Jeff Daniels. Oh yeah. What was Jeff Daniels in? The Martian. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot who Jeff Daniels was for a minute. Jeff Daniels from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, yeah. No, I picked out um. Tim Robbins, who is Andy from uh, Shawshank. Okay, yeah. So we're talking about which white people could make this movie better. You know why? Because the no, black you know people why? were because perfect. The, because everybody else is perfect, yeah. Everybody else is perfect. Not that Kevin Costner wasn't. He did a wonderful job. Yeah, no, yeah, there's nobody else that could have played these parts. Maybe like Regina King, but that's it. God, this is a good movie. It's a good movie. I just like, a good I movie. Enjoyed... It's just, it's, it's well made. It's a well told story. Um, there were some, some great, just like absolute tension scenes, but also some very, like a, some very referential, very, you know, it takes cues from a lot of different, like, I'm a smart math person movies. And also like a lot of space movies. It's cool. It's, it's, it's right there in the middle. It is. It's uh, like you good, know, the Goodwill Martian. <laughs> the Goodwill Martian. You know who I, do, I thought, Matt I thought, you know who I thought did pretty good? Um, Glenn Powell as, uh, you know. Oh, it was John Glenn? As John Glenn, I felt like Glenn this Powell. was his audition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who is this guy? He's in some good stuff and he's in some not so good stuff. You know he would. You know what he looked like with the with the hair with the in the John Glenn costume. Captain he America. looked like no. <laughs> he looked like if um. Oh, what is the dude's name? Hang on. He's the he, he he's in Talladega Nights. He's like the really scrawny white dude. Oh, uh, the dude from Thirty Rock. The guy from Thirty Rock. Oh, I couldn't tell you his name. Yeah, he life. looks like he looks like if that dude was hot. <laughs> oh no i don't think so uh no he's no, the next with, captain with, america with the haircut with the haircut in the costume he does because he has the same haircut as kenneth from 30 rock that's so <sighs> that's so funny okay so I'm trying to find that dude's name but my internet is running at snail pace so i believe it's like a really like it's a weird name if i'm not mistaken i don't know here let me let me just go to the phone or you can look it up you know who i'm talking about right as kenneth Oh, Kenneth Parcell is his character. Jack McBriar. Jack McBriar. Yeah, that guy. He looks like that guy if that guy was hot. Uh, so fix it, Felix. Yeah. Um, but no, Octavia Spencer, uh, Taraji P. Henson, and Janelle Monet. Just perfect. Across the board. From the first scene they're in the movie to the last scene they're in the movie. Perfect execution on all of those characters. We do not, we have done nothing to deserve Janelle Monet. No, we really haven't. That's like, my Every time I watch a movie crush. with her in it, or the, or I watch the Oscars and she's hosting, I'm like, we don't deserve this woman. Every time no. I listen to We Are Young by fun, I think that we do not deserve this woman. Oh, that's her. That's, you're right. That's her. That's her. And she did, it's just music that's beautiful and wonderful and makes people feel things yeah oh you're right just a top tier human and Mahershala Ali was in this for like no reason he didn't have to do that they but called him did. in just like hey hey Remy Danton from House of Cards would you like to be in another Oscar nominated movie this year you're right he was right uh do you know the truth about Mahershala Ali is that uh anytime he's on screen I feel this like weird like crush energy Who where it's the... like you know what I'm do you know what I'm trying to say where it's like I want to watch more things that this person is in it's not like I want to be romantically involved with Mahershala Ali because I don't I just want to like I want to who was the other who was the other man in this movie acting who was the other man in this movie like he's knockoff Anthony Mackie the bad black guy he's not bad he like well no he's like angry yeah 
I mean, he deserves he's to be. He's there to, he's, well, yeah, he's there to show, his name is Aldous Hodge, as Levi Jackson. He's yeah. there to show that, like, Knock off even Anthony though, Mackie. yeah, even though life is hard for, like, like, he's there to show that, like, not even black men are on the side of black women in, in Virginia in, in 19... 61 yeah he's there he's there on the side of people who think that god do you know how hard it is to realize that 1961 was just not that long ago it's just not that long ago yeah and that you live you live in a world like in this movie black people are not allowed to go to hampton high school which is like a school that i I mean i'll pull up the demographics now it's not if you live in that area if i'm not mistaken you don't think of hampton high school as the predominantly white school no that's like where virginia tech gets all its black football players from where tyra taylor's from minority enrollment is 90 percent of the student body majority black that's what i'm saying hampton high school is is like a proud black high school in hampton virginia yeah that's so crazy to me that like this was like 55 years ago from the the civil rights happened yeah like there there's so many people that are alive today that like lived through that that remember like that lived, marched with Martin Luther King, that remembered doing that. But that were also on the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, oh, just, you meet people every day that still aren't cool with it. And it's it seems so weird because it seems so normal to like just love everybody and like society should proceed as normal. And I think it's almost naive to not think that way because I, I definitely think that you should love everybody and society should proceed as normal. But like, it's not surprising that it, it is not normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's hard. I mean, it's it's like I have definitely we both have have definitely had our eyes opened a lot by some of the movies that we've watched in this this podcast and some of the people we've interacted with because of the show. Yes. Like deal with things like this on a daily basis still in 2019, 2020. Yes. It's it's crazy. I think it's crazy, but it's also crazy to think that it would be better by now, like 51 years, 56 years, 59 years, whatever it is. Not that long. It's not that long. Yeah. But it just seems like such common sense for us, for our generation. Yes. But I, there's a lot of people in our generation who it's not common sense for. Correct. Yeah. That becomes more and more clear every day. Yeah. Because they were raised by... I mean, I don't want to put all the blame on, on older generations. I feel like we got to educate ourselves. We have the magic of the internet at our fingertips. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who were raised by... Well, and that's maybe... the thing is it's at some point, our many of our generation have taken it on themselves to try to better themselves. And a lot of people haven't. Yeah. They take what their parents gave them and they just run with it. It's tough. And it's like, we were not exp- our high school did not expose us to a lot of black people or black culture any minority culture yeah just to to flip the bill on that there's a cave springs high school did you know that i did in oklahoma i did i've accidentally googled it many times <laughs> rcs.k12.va.us i mean i could go find a yearbook and tell you how many black people we graduated with oh i know it's it's sad and scary but I just want to, uh, it serves 1,050 students. Uh, God has gone up. Yeah, it has. Minority enrollment is 17% of the student body. Majority black and Hispanics. That's gone up too. Yeah. Uh, when we were there, let's see if there's a way to math test scores. We do well in math and reading. Student teacher ratio, uh, white 83% today, white 83%, black 4%. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Roanoke is still a largely... I mean, obviously, it's not the law anymore, but it's still a largely segregated area just based on where people live. Well, yeah, and, and those lines are drawn. Like, there there are spots in town where it doesn't, I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it's not as uh, impactful on our side of town because, or where we, we, we grew up. But there would be places where, like, if you live on this side of the street, you go to this high school, and that side of the street, you go to the other high school. Yeah. Which is wild. But, I mean, I don't think that super changes anything unless you're in the, between the city and the county. Right. Anyway. 
Because like I wouldn't say that the enrollment that between high school was an all white school. Yeah, it, it, that that shocked me entirely. Fifty some, some change years ago. Because like yeah, I mean, but that you think remember the Titans happened eight years after this, and that was the first school to integrate in Virginia. That's great. T.C. Williams, which I don't think their demographics are looking much. Actually, I don't know much about T.C. Williams. I, I don't want to say I do. And Alexandria, that's I have Nova known too. That's like a whole other world. People of many different races that went to T.C. Williams. Yeah. Okay, so the movie is not entirely correct. What was incorrect? In uh, in in uh, Rumor of the Titans. How so? So the the, the schools integrated in 65, but that uh, game happened in 71. Yeah, I knew that... I would imagine the sports programs didn't integrate right away. Um, but I knew that it wasn't immediate. Because I knew that the, the first season wasn't the season that they won. It was the second season, right? Anyway, so yeah, the first schools in Virginia integrated four years after this happened. In the movie, in, in in Hidden Figures. Well, not not really. The first school integrated in 1961. There's Hampton High School. Had a black student. I mean, <laughs> they had like a black student taking like continuing education courses. At night. At night, yeah. Which that was wild that the University of Virginia was like, yeah, you can also take classes at uh, Hampton High School down the block. I know. What, what conveniently lucky situation. Yeah. I mean, I guess at that point, there was nothing really in Hampton except Hampton University and Hampton High School and Langley. So. Well, in NASA, I guess, because Langley, they said in the film that there were like developing lately well okay but it's the, nowadays it's the same thing so yeah we need to go to the moon again that was like awesome yeah we haven't been to the moon in so long and it's ridiculous what if the flag is not even there what if the I aliens don't know, I, don't, I don't understand the reason we don't occasionally send somebody to the moon like i don't get it just a little upkeep a little you know it's crazy in this movie they talk about like we need to go to the space we need to go to space because like they talked about it like we need to know what's out there like we gotta get the aliens and i was like this one takes i could have been at a barbecue i'm gonna take a turn here <laughs> that would have been wild that's quick Quentin Tarantino's hidden figures. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Oh my God, call him. All of a sudden, call John him. Glenn is Let in space. Know. Let him know. I mean, uh, that movie exists. It's called Apollo 18. But the, we'd already been to the moon by Apollo 18. Yeah, I know. But that's that's uh, a horror movie about the Apollo missions. How they keep getting eaten by aliens? Game? No, just that one. Oh. I don't want the aliens to be horrible. I want them to be... I think the thing that bothers me the most about any fiction or reality or well, not reality any fiction that explores aliens is when they're like oh this primitive ape developed country they're stupid it's just uh, shut up so yeah dude. nobody's been to the moon since december 1972 okay so we need to go back we obviously why, need to why go don't back. we go back why i don't understand why we don't go back it's somebody told me like recently that it's like too hard what are you talking an iphone that, like you can't you take a space shuttle to the moon an iphone can fly you to the moon i'm certain of it i know but that's what i'm saying it's like they they did it in 1969 with like tinfoil with the with the freaking ibm when ibm was fact, like a... when you type in when you type in why don't we to google the first result is why don't we fall in love and the second is why don't we go back to the moon i love that i love that why don't we fall in love with the moon giant piece of cheese you think <laughs> okay, the, this the is, moon a, is an a article from space.com okay why don't we go to the moon ethan long what? story short it's expensive you, you broke up a little bit there why don't we go to the moon ethan are we breaking up why don't we fall in love i don't know i'm on i'm on space.com reading the article entitled it's 2019 period why haven't people why haven't humans gone back to the moon what's the word and they said the conditions that incubated apollo just aren't around anymore what do you i don't understand that doesn't mean anything that doesn't make me. any sense the conditions like like we can we, send people we can send them some Mars. Like, like, why don't we just occasionally go to the moon? Just every so often be like, oh, moon, moon, moon trip. And get some moon rocks. That would be like uh, the you're, ultimate You're breaking thing. up. I can't hear you. Don't break up with me, Ethan. I love you. Anyway, what were you saying? My, uh, I have no idea. I heard something about cheese and then nothing else. Oh, yeah. So that would be the ultimate delicacy, right? Is like, oh, yeah, I eat moon cheese. It's the best cheese. It's like normal cheese, except it's space cows, space goats, space alpacas. Do you think we make cheese I'm out of Bob alpaca Iger. milk? You think we can't? You trying to tell me you can't make cheese out of alpaca milk? He hung up on me. He hung up on me because he doesn't believe in alpaca milk. That guy. 
Bonjour. Thank you for calling my Skype phone. Hello. Yo. Bonjour. I don't know what's happening. I, the world is against us, Ethan. I guess so. But we seem to be able to hear. Do you remember now. Windows? Do you remember Windows ninety five? Sort of. Uh, you get a pie chart for like how full storage was on your computer, and it was always full because Roller Coaster Tycoon was too big for your computer. I don't think you ever actually used ninety five. And 95. now I can run. You don't think I used ninety no. five? What? I had a family PC. No, I don't think you used Windows ninety eight or ninety five because Windows ninety eight came out in nineteen ninety eight when you were like seven. Yeah, but we had a family. PC. We had Windows 95 like in Roanoke at my parents' house. Why? A PC that had Windows 95 running on it. Because my mom used like the spreadsheets mm. in it. And because it was like we had it. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Well, no, I don't really remember trying to play Roller Coaster Tycoon on Windows 95. I think I probably played remember, Roller Coaster Tycoon on like Windows Me. Do you remember when the iPhone first came out and there was that animation of Bill Gates versus Steve Jobs and Bill Gates would be like, uh, like the Finder sang a song. He was like, I am finder, a mighty yeah. Finder. I can find anything. And then like. Finder! Uh, find Bill Gates! Right. Found him! He was <laughs> over here. He, and then he drops an iHouse on him and he's like, but there's no windows! And Steve Jobs is like, exactly! iPhone! <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I just wanted to share that memory with you. It just all popped into my brain. <laughs> the Mighty Finder is uh, is a good tool for sure, but it's annoying how much I you have to use it. Find. Yeah, wouldn't th- wouldn't it be easier if things were just you will be if found. things are just where they're supposed to be? Yeah, <laughs> right. I think my least favorite feature on all computers is that when I click save on, I, and I know why it does this. It's the obvious way to do it. When I click save on any document or file in a web browser and it goes into the downloads folder, I hate that. I absolutely. So the only hate time that. I I have a MacBook and the only time I really use it is when I'm like on tour for photo yeah, editing. Yeah, and it's annoying. Because uh-huh. you can't um you can't cut and paste files out of like off a heart or off a uh, SD card. You have to copy them and paste them. And so I never remember to delete everything off the card like I do on the PC because I was just cop I was just cut and then delete stuff. But I don't do that on the Mac because you can't do it. And then I get I put the card back in the camera and there's still like a thousand pictures in there because I forget to I forget to delete them to, for, to, to sorry to move to trash. Move like you can't to even trash. just hit delete. You have to like right click and hit move to trash. But you what? know what, Ethan? iPhone. I'm mad at Apple right now. My AirPods per uh, my AirPod Pros broke. So did everybody's. You have Air- AirPods. What? Good lord. Why do you have AirPods? What do you mean? I mean like what are you what? talking about? I didn't know you were that rich. <laughs> Had them for a long time. Not pros. No, I got those. For Not Christmas. pros. Okay. And they broke. Okay. So did so okay. did Enies. Hers also broke. Uh, basically, what they're doing is anytime you have noise canceling on, it's just making this crackling constantly. Oh, so it's like a white noise generator with like a with a with a, with a no. It's just feature. like it's like because it doesn't it doesn't do the white noise like the bows do as much at least it's not really noticeable but it's just like anytime anything happens that would be noise canceled it just crackles instead oh that's a terrible yeah, it's feature. awful and it's happening to like a bunch of different <laughs> airpods and so we don't live close to an apple store i don't know if you know this um I yeah, do we don't this, live anywhere yeah. near I'm, an apple I'm, store i'm well aware so i contacted apple and i was like hey how do i fix this and they're like oh it's unfixable you need new airpods but you have to either bring them to an apple store and get new ones or you have to mail them in and we're going to put a 195 dollars hold on your account until you, we get them in the mail but like they're not going to send me new ones until I until they get mine in the mail, but they're still putting a hold on my account. That is wild. I think I can see where they're coming I can't. from. I have no idea I... where they're coming from. They're my AirPods. They're charging me a hold in case I don't send my AirPods in. That's true. If they were mailing a new set out and then getting mine back at the same time, it would be different. But they're they're going to mail the new right. ones out after they get mine. Right. So the hold. You're right. The hold so, doesn't make any sense. If they were like, yeah, we'll go ahead and charge you for a new pair, and then once we receive them, we'll just refund the difference, which will be the whole price. Like that would make sense to me. Right. But but it like. 
like they're not sending new ones out until at least what they told me is they're not sending new ones out until they get mine in the mail which is like you're charging me $195 for the privilege of mailing you my airpods which I didn't want to do because this should not be a problem well, you're in Richmond all the time there's a uh I don't yeah, know if you no, know this there's I'm just gonna a bring Apple them store up there uh now quick question i've been to the apple store but have you ever been to the snapple no store? snapple doesn't have stores Snap they don't have snapple. that would it's called yeah but that's not like a snapple flagship store <laughs> that would be really weird <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine a snapple store that is actually just an apple store but instead of iphones they sell snapple tea and like you can like go in and like pick up the bottle and look at it and think, oh this one's pretty impressive yeah i like this one and then like a dude in a in like an orange t-shirt comes around because it obviously can't wear blue this is a snapple store not an apple store and he's like oh you're looking at the uh the peach mango yeah yeah new model just came out and yeah we like, also had that oh, with yeah, the sport band oh yeah <laughs> it comes with the sport band and oh wow, wow wow and he's like yeah there's a uh, five thousand different tops you can get that have different pieces of trivia on them or do you oh, want the uh, do you want the new yeah. peach mango snapple titanium which comes in a titanium bottle <laughs> No, we also we did a, a collaboration with Hydro Flask, so you can get a Snapple Flask. Uh, so you can you can get one of those as well. And now with that one, you cannot read the fun fact. You cannot read the fun fact, but every time you go to a Snapple store, you can fill it up at the Tapple for free. <laughs> You can go straight to the Tapple, and it's it's a free fill-up. That's the There's only no way charge. that they That's would get me into Snapple stores if they had Snapple on draft. And instead of a, <laughs> instead of the trivia, the bartender just told you the trivia. Are you freaking... The bartender was just like, Are you kidding did you know me? that snakes used to have legs? Like in the egg? I don't know. It, no, I'm pretty sure if I walked up to like, if I walked up, if I was at Short Pump Mall in Richmond, Virginia, and there was an Apple store, and then the next store over was a Snapple store, I would immediately be like, I'm going into the Snapple store. I don't care about laptops. That's stupid. Look at this tea I'm going to go into the Snapple store exactly and like still an wish they store. just had Nantucket next apple juice what is nantucket it's like the brand they sell like starbucks that also comes in glass bottles oh my god you know the truth is anytime i'm getting a snapple anytime i buy a cold tea i'm like "Mm, this is not good because this is not a cold sweet black ice yeah i haven't i haven't bought a snapple on purpose yeah i don't think ever like (laughs) i was gonna say in a long time but i'm trying i'm struggling to think of a time when i walked into 7-eleven like i'm gonna buy a snapple Snap, snap into a snapple, snapple today. was exactly what I was going to say, even though that's not the phrase. It's snap it into not? a Slim Jim. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Get out of town. If you type snap into a Slim Jim, it's, there's, Snapple does not come up. The options are snap into a Slim Jim, snap into a Slim Jim GIF, slap into a Slim Jim shirt, Slim Jim meme, Slim Jim YouTube, Slim Jim meaning, Slim Jim Hulk Hogan. Clicking on to snap into so a Slim Jim. So this is the fun fact about Slim Jim, is Slim Jim, the account, follows a bunch of meme accounts oh, breaking on up again. Instagram. Oh and just oh god oh god oh god oh god oh god you're back. oh god back. oh god sorry i try to i try to okay, open a cool. youtube video i can't do that so slim jim the instagram account follows a bunch of meme accounts on instagram yeah. and we'll just like comment and then the the meme accounts will comment back and people go freaking nuts for the slim jim instagram account they think it's the funniest thing in the world and i think it's the like also like partially laziest but also best move they could have possibly made because like i'm not slim jim's target market i bought my share of slim jims but i have aged out of slim gyms right because now if i buy a slim gym i'm investing in a future trip to the rest yeah and I, it's, it's a bad my body's investment. gonna liquefy that slim gym within 15 minutes 100 <laughs> percent. exactly but like college aged me man i was snapping to a slim gym like oh you're right there it is yeah that's the that's the freight <laughs> yeah you remember when there was a 7-eleven in the dorm building that was the best god we didn't live in that dorm we didn't have, we didn't live in that dorm no but it was still the best the, that 7-eleven didn't sell 40s but they sold like 32 ounce bottles of miller high life yes yes it did uh also miller high life underrated for for the cost and for the uh packaging i mean much the same way i've aged out of slim gym i've pretty much aged out of miller high life what do you what is i haven't 
I go back and forth on cheap beer so much. There have been times in my life where I'm like, I couldn't drink a Bud Light. It's too I'm, I'm off cheap beer right and now. And I still... I'm off, off cheap what? beer. What are you drinking? Good beer. Good beer. Okay. What's that um, like? I don't know. I just burn myself out on Bud Light in like tailgate season. Yeah. No. Every time I look at a Bud Light, I think... I always hate this joke where people are like, oh, you drink a Bud Light. That's water. And then the, what keeps happening is like we keep going over Chris's house or Chris comes to places and he's like, I'll bring beer and then brings a bunch of Bud Light. And I'm like, this doesn't Which really count. Right. You're supposed to bring a sampling. Or just like a decent sixer. Yeah. With six different beers. Eh, eh. I'm cool with like a, just a nice beer. Just six of a nice beer. I had I had six... No, I had eight Beals Golds in my fridge and like four Flying Dog milk and cookie stouts. Beals Gold is okay. No. I probably wouldn't. I would never cookie buy it at a store. It comes in eight packs, uh, which is more than six packs. Okay. you And you pay more for it. Yeah. No, I'm an abs guy. You know? I'm just saying. Like, you you, you pay more money for it because it's more beer. Like, you're not, you're not winning <laughs> yes, here. Yes, like, I like the, it. The, you didn't figure out some <laughs> secret that's like, oh, they're giving me two more and not making me pay for it. Beals Gold is okay. It's a, it's a beer. It'll do the job. I'd rather have that than Bud Light, but I'd rather have like, I don't know, fresh squeeze. I don't, I just, I've been drinking beer for so long. I don't know if I like IPAs. I very much like IPAs. I, I, I rarely meet an IPA I don't like. I rarely meet one I do like. I know what I'm tasting for. I know that like when I put this in my mouth, I know what I'm supposed to say if it's good and what I'm supposed to say if it's bad, but I don't know that I enjoy the good ones or the bad ones. I enjoy both more than a Bud Light. I like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a gimmick beer. I can tell you that right now. I am to a certain extent. I'm kind of getting over some of them though. Like I could, I could go the rest of my life without drinking Hardywood gingerbread stout again and I'd be good. Yeah. And I'd probably go without like sweet baby Jesus again. I don't know that I've ever bought Sweet Baby Jesus on purpose. Yeah, but it's it's like a Golden Monkey. Oh, yeah. That's because Golden Monkey's delicious. Yeah. So is the Sour is Monkey. That's just dangerous. Oh, yeah. You get a you get a Victory Sour Monkey. It's like 10.5%. Doesn't taste like it at all. You die. You just die. That's a bad night. So anyway, if you are listening to this show and you are underage. Don't drink. If you are, try Victory Golden Look, Monkey. It's delicious. If you are above age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't clarify. We were still on the underage okay, thing. Okay, well, whatever. It's not my job. <laughs> I'm not your dad. Yeah, like, I'm not going to police you on this. Live your life, but also don't make bad decisions. Make good decisions. Go to the University of West Virginia and then work for NASA and then send John Glenn to the moon. So if you could send John Glenn to the moon, well, he's how dead. would you do it? So I would launch his corpse into space like that one time I said I was going to launch David Bowie's corpse into space. And then we made an audiogram of it. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, I mean, I microphone. Sit forward. I just sometimes, I just want to mess with you. I just, I think about Booth, Ethan, and I think, what's he I can't even see your video, and I knew that you leaned back because you sounded bad. I sounded great. My chair, I hate this chair. I love this chair because it was expensive, but I hate it because it's it's not doing the job I signed Man, you know the chairs that your brothers have at the office? They're They're awesome. awesome. And I texted Ben, and I was like, hey, what kind of chairs are those? He was like, oh, great question. This is what kind of chairs they are. And I was like, sick, I'm going to buy one of those. I looked it up, and it was like, these are $600. Oh, yeah. But they, I mean, like, you never buy another right, chair. Right, but I don't have $600 for a desk chair. Like, that is no, so neither. much money. I also, was just not expecting that. In my mind, there's, like, a maximum that a desk chair can possibly cost. Because, like, it's not a big, thick that, 250? armchair made of leather. 250 Yeah, like 250 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Glad we're on the same page there. I like the chair I have, but my the butt cushion is a little bit too firm. So, I yeah, I'm, I'm ready to move from a rolly chair, which makes noise and reclines, uh, to... 
like one of my dining room chairs, which are the most comfortable chairs. But I need I need to f- solve the uh, the cushion. Yeah, I was gonna say I have equation. a I have a slightly broken tailbone and have for like oh, eleven years now. And so like if yeah. I sit, you're, <laughs> you fell in your, my front uh, yard. Yeah, <laughs> fell in your front yard in high school. Um, I could like I could picture it now, but I see grown up Ethan doing it because I can't remember what young Ethan yeah. looked like. And I just I just see him slipping and 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 I was and, wearing and my uh, the ground tartan plaid slip on Vans. Man, we, we were, were cool, cool, man. Um, <laughs> I bought those because I saw. Mark Overstreet wear a pair, and I was like, I gotta have these. So I was college. No, Mark Overstreet. Mark Overstreet. Mark Overstreet was a high school, was high school was dog. Night. I was thinking Graziano. No, Mark Overstreet high school. We I, we had just Marco. gotten a driver's license. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was when raining I, a when lot. I broke my butt. Um. Anyway, so if I sit at your dining room table, like we sat at your dining room table for a long time on Friday, and like by the end of it, my butt hurt. But that was four hours. Podcasts are only like three hours. Yeah, but oftentimes, like I am at my computer for four hours, four or five hours. So. My thing is, I don't mind switching back out to like uh, a rolly chair with a recliney while I'm doing work, but while I'm podcasting, I don't want this noise. Oh, I just don't. I just have mine locked to not recline while I podcast. It's that simple. I I, I play with these levers on the side all the time, but and all they do is buy lower something the chair. quiet to fidget with at your desk. <laughs> there is no such thing. This beautiful, beautiful microphone will pick you up get whatever a really noise quiet I'm Rubik's cube. With. No, I've tried. They don't exist. It turns out touching plastic makes noise. Can you hear the one I'm turning right now? I just put my ear closer to the microphone. <laughs> I want you to know that I did that. <laughs> Who lets us make this show at night? Why I don't do know, we make dude. this show at night? Why don't we get up early in the morning and make this show? I I cannot tell you how much my life would benefit if we did that. If I only had to stay up late one night to watch a movie and then the next day I could I could wake up early and then go to work and when I got off work I could just uh, go to bed. I mean, you've never asked for that. Do you know why we don't do it? Because I don't want to do it because yeah, that also sounds the, miserable. And there's so the, many mornings where- The few times like, that we have done the podcast in the morning, it ends up being worse. I don't know that it ends up being worse, but the problem with the morning is- uh, uh, like this morning, um, I had a meeting, but not only did I have a meeting, I had to take Olivia to my mom's house because our sitter was sick. Not sitter, nanny. Nana? Nana Debbie was sick. Um, your, your nanny is not a Nana. You took her to Nana. It's not daycare. I mean, that's fine, but that she does not make her daycare. your child's grandmother. Na- grandma is grandmother. Yeah, but Nana means grandmother. 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 Like you, that's not, that is an assigned term. But you're Uncle Ethan, and you're not my brother-in-law yet. <laughs> um, you're going to have to marry one of my sister-in-laws, who are both Yeah, I was going to say, I think you're out of, like, tangential people. Yeah. So, well, we're going to have to work that out. Or you could, I guess... Like, is it... I think Danny no. McGee's married. Danny yeah, is married. Yeah, I could even marry Danny. That would be down a lot. You can marry Sammy. I don't know who that is. Alice's sister. Oh, yeah. Although she's dating Michael Austin, He's so way cooler than me. That's not going to work. He's so much cool. I cannot express to you how much cooler Michael Austin is yeah, than you. Yeah, infinitely. Infinitely. I would say most of the decisions I made in high school to try to be cool were influenced that's a, by that's Michael a, Austin. That's a cold, hard fact. When I, when I started <laughs> existing in the same circle, when I moved back and started existing in the same circle as Michael Austin, I was like, Michael Austin, not to be weird, I know everything about you. <laughs> I, I really like, you're, you're a mythical really figure cool, in my life dude i thought he's a really cool guy i still do i think he's a very cool guy a plus human being always a pleasure to see yeah good always a pleasure michael if you're listening and you know what you i, I wouldn't be surprised if you were i ate at his restaurant recently it was delightful yeah i love his restaurant. i saw him and he was like yo what's up he's got such he a big does, mouth he does indeed anyway. <laughs> But in a cool um, way. What were we like, talking about? In a, it, like in a cool way. Like a, oh, wow, that guy's got a big smile. Yeah. Wow. He does not look like a character on the show Big Mouth. No, that would be a, the opposite of a cool way to have a big mouth. What Ten are we talking figures. about? No, no, I was on to something before I started talking about Michael Austin. <laughs> I don't know. 
You're talking about uh, you had to bring your daughter to Nana Debbie. Okay, your uncle Ethan. So why can't our not sitter? Our nanny. I don't know because that's just a grandma name, man. Like that's see, but it like so for me growing up, my grandparents are grandma and grandpa on both sides. Okay, like th- that's their names. And now it's weird because my mother-in-law is Nana to her grandchildren, and my mom will probably end up being. Well, Nana then you definitely can't call the sitter Nana. But she goes by Nana Debbie. Okay, but like you're gonna have to make that distinction at my some point. That, like, name, my sitter's name. Mary Carlin is name your grandmother, mom. but this woman is not your grandmother. <laughs> we are not related to this woman. So like my. My sitter was Mama Scott. She wasn't my mama. That's less weird for some reason. I don't know why. The Nana term seems like a hard one. Like, that seems to me, and I don't have a kid. I'm just spitballing here. But, like, if if you were like, oh, my name's Mama Scott, I'd be like, yeah, I get that. But if you're like, I'm Nana Debbie, I'm like, eh, are you? <laughs> just that immediately, that <laughs> immediately rings more weird in my head. I'm not telling you what to do with your life by any means. That just immediately rings more weird in my head. It's tough. I don't know what Well, she's not her. a nanny. Uh, no, because she yeah. doesn't come to our house. Or she, I mean, she, she, she also doesn't do anything other than watch after your kid. I, I think that's all nannies did. are like, and like also housekeepers. No, I don't think so, because there's like a lot of teenage girls who are like quote unquote nannies, and they just watch the kids. And I think as a part of watching the kids, they end up like doing some dishes, but not not folding the parents' laundry. Wasn't Mrs. Doubtfire a nanny? Uh, I regret to inform you that I, there's zero percent chance I don't think I have Mrs. either, Doubtfire. but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> This is not relevant. Hidden figures is so, it's so good. good. There's no nanas in it, except for the except for the grandmother no. that watches after the children. Never mind. I'm dumb. I was back on nannies. <laughs> yeah, there's a grandmother that watches after uh, kids while um Catherine is at work, working like a dog and living off coffee out of a pot that none of y'all want to touch. What a great scene. Chock full of nuts. Fun fact: chock full of nuts is what we drank at the Carlin house. Is that what they drank in the movie? One more. Yeah. Ugh. I waited till I was 23 to drink coffee. I'm not drinking cheap coffee. I don't need the coffee. The coffee needs me to buy it. I just have strong okay. feelings about chock full of nuts. I don't like it. We used to use it at work and it was bad. I like chock full of nuts. I think uh, it depends upon your percolator. No? Is that what it's called? Uh, I, I think... I think that a percolator is like a specific kind of coffee machine. It might be a brand, but I think it's like a specific process. Can I what? tell you something? If you came up to me and said, hey, Tyler, what's a percolator? My answer would have to do with farming. No, I, I would 100, that 100% connects to coffee in my mind. Yeah. Even when I said it, I was like, mm, is that a coffee equipment or a nope, farming No, it's coffee. Equipment? I would try to, go- can you Google this? Because my Google machine broke. I don't want to fall too far down that rabbit hole because we, we're running out of time here, but that... Okay, so Percolator is a certain type of coffee machine. It is not... It's not a not brand. a uh, hot drip. It's not a drip. No, I see that. I want one of no, these. It's like, it's like a... Yeah, this is cool. You look at the ones I that look like, like, like Frankenstein the... chemistry machines. No, these are like... No, that's not what a percolator is. A coffee percolator is like a teapot that, that looks like a teapot. Yeah, no, but, but you can also kettle. get them in cool, like Frankenstein chemistry machine version. That's pretty. Hold on, I'm gonna send you a, a screen cap because I'm looking at the image search and I see not what you're. Well, this was this the first two things that pulled up when I tried to type percolator into Google were these kind of things, and then the next like 45 were like the teacup kind. A coffee percolator is a type of pot used for the brewing of coffee by continually cycling the boiling or nearly boiling brew through grounds using gravity until the required brew strength is reached. It seems like it. Probably oh, makes so coffee it like, better. It does, but it also seems like it's kind of like a tea thing where it's like steeping, which is my biggest complaint with tea is that I don't know, like, am I allowed to drink it while it's still steeping or do I have to pull it out? And I know somebody's going to like, Tyler, just drink yeah, the tea. Yeah, you're, you're American. We already broke the rules. Like, just do whatever you want. That's what I'm saying is I don't like, 
I, I want to do it however I want, but I don't know like if I drink it when it's only been in there for one minute, is it just going to taste like hot right, water? I sent you a picture of I the don't thing know. that I want. Actually, I sent it to you and Mary Clay, so she's going to be very confused. Please don't add context to that. Uh, I, I sent it, I sent oh, it in the oh, group, chat, group so chat, so don't say anything. Just like, just, oh, yeah, just I like that. thumbs up. Like, emphasize the image real quick. Thumbs up. Yeah, already done. Yeah, I want that. I I think it works the same way as a percolator where it, like, it just runs the thing through the coffee. I don't know. It looks like you could also make moonshine in these things. No, you make moonshine in uh, like gallon jugs. No, you don't. You put them in gallon jugs. You don't make it in gallon jugs. You make it wherever you no, want. No, you need buddy. like a copper still. Yeah. Do you really? No, you don't. Get out of yeah, time. I'm not good. The lyrics to Copperhead moonshine. Road. They got this. You buy a hundred pound of yeast and some copper line. Everybody knows you even making moonshine. I don't think I know these words. Share come around in the middle of the night. Her mama's trying to someone right. She's headed down to Knoxville oh. with the weekly load. You can smell the whiskey burning down Copperhead Road. Ta 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 ta. Okay, I just want to I just want to sidebar here. Uh, MEL Magazine, MailMagazine.com uh, has an article headlined uh, "The Hidden Pro Union Politics of Space Jam," as though that movie was hidden pro union politics at all. <laughs> it, it, I, I I don't understand how it could be possibly hidden. It is about aliens who are like, uh, "Our job sucks, so we're gonna go play in the NBA where we can do it better." Have you seen Space Jam? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's not hidden at all. Anyway, that's my two cents on the matter. I recently saw a no review of the movie The Irishman uh, saying that the person didn't like it because it was too pro-union. Mm, I don't think they know what The Irishman's about. It's about unions. It's about unions, yep. I maintain that I Heard You Paint Houses is a better name. I think they should have called The Irishman... Uh... I'm just saying, like, if you... The Irishman, to me, sounds like a Boondock Saints movie. But if you call it I Heard You Paint Houses, that sounds like a uh, Oscar nominee to me. I think I think here's what you call it. Here's what you call it. The Irishman and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. That's exactly what you call it right there. Boom. Yeah, it's like titled. Improving that title with Seamus Norman. I, I, I like the Improving <laughs> That Title series Hello, because, governor. like, I mean, he doesn't do any of the movies that I would do, but, like, there's a lot of movies that have better book names than movie names. Like, like, like I Heard You Paint Houses, the movie or the book that The Irishman was based on. But, yeah, like, it happens good, all the time it's where it's name. like you'll, you'll see a book or a movie and it's, like, based on the book X by person and i'm like that's a better name i'm struggling to bring any of them to mind now because obviously it's a thing i want to talk about so i can't remember it but although love simon is a better name than simon versus the homo sapiens agenda yeah i would totally agree with that personally that's just how i feel i think they got that one right i think becky abertali not naming it love simon was kind of a weird call i just feel like it's a weird book man you know i think it should be called evan hansen and the fantabulous emancipation of one connor murphy <laughs> Have you read that no. book, Darren Henson? It's good. It's, I enjoyed it. I've listened to like the first six songs. I, I always forget that there's more than that. So that's what fine. I thought. Like I got to you, we found and I was like, oh, this is the big uh, act one closer. And that's where all musicals stop being good anyway. I think I think there's there's a, a certain kind of value to the rest of it that I just like. I, it comes and goes for me, of course, like all things. Um, I can hear the DMs crashing into my inbox on Thursday about, about Dear Evan Hansen. It's so from, good. It's from so fantastic. One, uh, Rebecca Eddowes. <laughs> Being like, uh, excuse me, X song is the best song in the musical, and that comes in the second half. No, I think the but so the, like the opener, the anybody have a map where they're doing like the syncopated rhythm thing or the whatever you want to call it, where they're offset. I, shut up, music people. I studied music in college. I literally don't want to see your DMs. Um, the thing where they're offset at the beginning is awesome. Is so good, but that's not my favorite song. I think my favorite song is the sincerely. Mine's waving through a window, but I don't know what the context for that song is at all because that musical makes no sense unless you have the script. It's 
is very challenging because there are characters singing who are not named in the songs. So yeah, it's like it's that's very how confusing. sincerely me is. Where I'm like, exactly who are these people? Me. This guy comes yes, in with a much higher voice singing. than Ben Platt, who's just like, Dear Evan Hansen. We've been way too out of touch. Uh, well, we're going to have to sing all of them at Camp Bacon and Eggs anyway. So There's never been just, a piece just... of musical theater song that is more in my range than Waving Through a Window. Yeah. Is that so? Waving Through a Window. There you go. That was for you. That's a that is a Whoa. that is a brutal key change in that song. Yes. <laughs> with just like all you get is like a hit and then it goes. That has to be that has to suck it's, live. I bet it's oh, awesome. Oh no, I'm sure live. it's awesome, but like what's... to be Evan Hansen and be like, oh man, here's the key change. I bet I screw it up. Singing this all through my nose. Hope I don't mess it up. Weaving through a window. What if he just what if one day Jeremy Jordan goes out on the stage and he's like Evan will be Kermit tonight. And all of a sudden it's a Muppet, Dear Evan Muppet. Jeremy Johnson. I mean, Jeremy Jordan is not in Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, he is now. No, He's that's Evan. Jordan Fisher, the black guy. Jordan Fisher. You're right. You're right. That's what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. You know that's what I meant. I do, so just... but I just want to make clear. I'm trying to convince the listener of this podcast that out of the two of us, I'm at secretly the guy that likes musicals. Okay, but it's not secretly, like, it's not like a this or that. No, I also I know you like do, musicals. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a big uh, Hamill stan, and I don't like The Greatest Showman, and we keep getting emails and DMs that are like, I know you'd never do this ever because Ethan hates all musicals. And I'm like, I just don't. <laughs> like, I really don't. Like, we, got a, we got a lovely email that where, uh, where this girl was like, you should cover Jesus Christ Superstar, but I don't know if Ethan's going to like like it. And I was like, I know every word. <laughs> I do not know every word. I know that the King Herod song is hilarious. And he's like, walk across my if pool of you water, are the Jesus. Christ. Yes, the great Jesus Christ. It's a good one. It's a Good, good movie. Okay, well, here we go. Easter Sunday on Bacon <laughs> Jesus and Eggs. Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. Maybe I'm not going Easter on, Sunday, uh, maybe. Back on uh, Sincerely Us to talk in April to talk about Evita. I have never seen Evita or listened it's to it. It's one Evita. of my personal favorites. Um, it's actually not a bad movie adaptation, although Antonio Banderas cannot sing. I feel like you have this review about many movie adaptations. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like they keep putting dudes in musicals who we, can't actually sing. We walked out of Les Mis, and you said, I just, I really liked it, but Antonio Banderas Antonio cannot Banderas sing. Antonio Banderas is not in Les Mis. <laughs> and then when we walked out of Greatest Showman, you were like, I thought it was good, but if Antonio Banderas could sing, it would have been Man, a lot Man, you picked the, the movie musical where I'm like, that guy can't really sing that well. But it's not Antonio Banderas. And then the craziest thing, we watched Zorro for the podcast, secret bonus episode. You were like, it was okay. But if Antonio Banderas could sing, it would have been Man, just I really a lot hate better. that Spy Kids musical number. <laughs> if Antonio Banderas would just know how to sing, Spy Kids the musical would have been so much better. Which is truly when it comes down to it, how I feel about hidden figures. I feel like a musical number featuring Antonio Banderas who could sing. <laughs> Would just would, would that really would have been take so wild. this film. It would, it would have taken this film from from great to it's Oscar like if, winning. You know, if the moment that uh, the John Glenn's spaceship starts to blow up and starts to have problems, and it just cuts away to an Antonio Banderas musical number about space. <laughs> It's just Antonio Banderas singing Space Oddity by David Bowie. Yes, that's exactly what I feel Ground like. Ground control I feel like that, to Major I, Tom. I just felt like this movie was missing something. Something with a little extra pizzazz, a little spice. A little, a little Latino uh, flavor seasoning. <laughs> I, you, I mean, you can put it that way, I guess. Like, no, because that's the I, part I that Antonio Banderas plays in every movie with white people in it. He's just like, yeah, but I was finishing I'm a the Hispanic movie. guy. Yes. I was busting out my margarita mixer and I was like, I just feel like this movie did not get me in the right mood. <laughs> This is not a margarita movie. <laughs> 
Is that where Margarita May, where we just watch movies that make you want to sing Jimmy Buffett songs? <laughs> what if they make Margaritaville the musical, Escape to Margaritaville the musical into a movie? Is there oh, a yeah, musical dog. Escape to Margarita? There's a Jimmy Buffett oh, yeah. jukebox musical. I love everything about that. Yeah. Uh,. <laughs> I think that how many songs would Antonio Banderas sing? All of them. He's the lead. He's Jimmy. Hold on. Let's see what this musical is about. Okay. Uh, Escape to Margaritaville is a musical that was first performed in 2007 featuring Jimmy Buffett songs. The plot revolved around a part-time bartender and singer who falls for a career-minded tourist. Come Monday. Tully Mars works as a singer at a bar in Margaritaville, a rundown for the bar at Margaritaville, a rundown hotel on a small island in the Caribbean, along with Brick, the bartender, Jamal, the busboy, Marley, the owner, and JD, the one-eyed beach bum who spends his days at the bar the first song in this musical is licensed to chill let's go i take it back what we're doing at camp bacon and eggs is a full cast of escape to margaritaville of escape to margaritaville where each night ethan and i trade it looks like they used come monday as a romantic duet between tully and rachel at the very end this is this might be brutally sad because the next come monday the next song is a pirate pirate looks at 40 as a company number is there like a cast recording of this anywhere there doesn't have to be yeah there does why was it on the broadway no escape to margaritaville originally broadway cast retort recording what stage uh was it the hamilton stage that's what i want to know i don't know i can't it can't be because it premiered broadway 2018 oh so it's it's like recently on the the mcelroy's got to do like the red carpet for it yeah there's like a live episode from the red carpet of my brother my brother and me where they just like awkwardly ask celebrities for help with their problems what's it called escape from margaritaville or escape Escape from margaritaville The Marriott Marquis Theater. So not the Richard Rogers. Not the Richard Rogers, since Hamilton has been there the whole time. <laughs> but think, I mean, you know, you come for the matinee of Escape to Margaritaville and you stay for Hamilton, you know? <laughs> I feel like these are the same audience. <laughs> they use the same set. <laughs> same set and everything. I guess I didn't think about changing the set. That would make it much more challenging. <laughs> Oh my God! Top result, my bim bam. The escaped Margaritaville yeah, red it's, carpet. It's, it is Get like out. Of it is incredibly town. hard to listen to because it's all like secondhand embarrassment. I need to listen to this show, so we need to wrap this show of bacon and eggs. And we're oh, we're wrap time. What what a convenient time for us to be at. What a convenient time indeed. Ethan, if you were to sit down and eat breakfast, and that breakfast be hidden figures. Would it be rude to say it's chicken and waffles? I mean, I don't think it was rude until you said it was rude, is the thing. <laughs> I don't think it would have been a problem until you said, hey, is this a problem? Is this a problem? I don't know if it is or not. All I know is that this movie uh, leaves me feeling warm and doughy inside like a waffle, but also what it's- about, What do you think waffles are? What? What? It's like grid dough. It's like math. It's like I math mean, pancakes. Yeah, but it's not, like, it shouldn't be doughy inside. Like, it should be cooked. You shouldn't be eating yeah, like a right. medium rare waffle. <laughs> I do like a medium rare pancake. And it's disgusting that you do that. Well, you know, it's just bad. I like, like the I get I like it. Like to each their taste. own. Let everybody live their truth. But like that is not a truth that I am comfortable with you living. Good God. This show has 22 songs. Yeah. Get out of town. It's got to no be way. crazy. Like this is it's I got to I got to figure out what happens. I need a I need a script that I could follow along with so that I know what they're saying in between I mean, these songs because like I know all the songs, not all of them, but most of them. I'm down with any Broadway musical that wants to bring out License to Chill as the first song. Because that's wild. Oh, it's a license to chill, very Broadwayified. I'm gonna listen very, to it later. Like Broadway pop. Got a license anyway, to chill. I feel like I haven't listened to Jimmy Buffett since the minute I left Key West. <laughs>
Because uh, I listened to nothing so, but Jimmy Buffett while I was in Key West. Guy opened Spotify and then I broke my computer again. Dang it. Yeah, that was a sick, that was a scary move on your part. I keep forgetting that I can't use the internet, apparently, this recording. Instead, I'm just staring at this beautiful picture kept... of Christopher Newport Hall that I have on my desktop. Oh, nice. Go I Captain's. found it in my uh, li- Lightroom library the other day, just like chilling there. And I was like, did I take this? Apparently, I took this. Yeah. Did you? Well, well, I have the raw Captain's file for it, for so CNU. I assumed I took it. <laughs> Or you stole somebody's camera. Not, I think somebody would have had to steal my camera. And then taken the photo. And then photo. taken the photo and left it on my SD card. <laughs> giving it back. I, okay, so Ethan, uh, just quick disclaimer about this episode before we get started. Um, I busted my lip yesterday, so if I have like a lisp, that is I haven't noticed. Why? I, well, I just want to let you know before we get like too deep into it. You know? um, we've been recording for like two hours now. <laughs> So if we're not already deep into it, I'm know. terrified. I just I busted my lip yesterday, so I just want to let you like know. I like my just parents. So you know. Who says Who that? Talks like that. I love my parents. If I stop but smoking drugs, fight smoking drugs. The problem is I can't tell who's talking at all during that song. Okay, so the the context is that Evan is at like no, the I, library I, with so his friends from school. I know what happens school. because I looked at the at the Wikipedia okay. summary, but like I don't. The song is not clear as to like who's reading what. Evan writes. Oh, actually, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. Because because at some point it seems they like what's his name is writing it, and at some point it seems like Evan's writing it, and what's his name is reading it. I think they're doing a little bit. I know, bit but both. it's not clear. <laughs> so like Evan keeps disagreeing with things, and I'm like, but you said it, bro. Right. I don't know. Whatever. I'll get there one day. This is like me listening to Hamilton, where I was like, I know one day I'm gonna love this, and I don't know how to get to that day on purpose. I still haven't gotten to that day with Hamilton. <laughs> like it's at no good. point has my brain ever been like, Yeah, you should go put on Hamilton. Oh, I happened to me today when I was eating noodles before the show, as is our custom. Well, that's your custom. Here at the Carlin House. Yeah, uh, yeah here at the here at Carlin. Cottage. I was said. I said, Alexa, play Farmer Refuted because that was on my like 365 day Hamilton calendar today. And so I listened to it. Fair enough. Should we start? Uh, Should we start? So, so there's like, there's like five thousand like... songs in Hamilton, right? Like it's like like yeah. like fifty songs or whatever. And so instead of yeah, breakfast foods, should we just compare uh, movies to a <laughs> movies Hamilton to song? Hamilton song. And and, oh, and I, the whole bit is just that I don't know any of them. Yeah, of course we. And should. I'm like, this movie is so I feel my like shot. This song this. It's the Skyler sisters. How dare you? Yeah, no, not a funny bit because that just that zoomed so far over my head. This <laughs> reminds me of Dear Theodosia, which is a song I don't actually think I've ever heard. It's very good. It was the first song played when Olivia was born in the in the uh, in the in the delivery room. Wild. Yep. So you didn't just bust into like I am not throwing away my shot. Well, we were I'm not listening to all of Hamilton. We were only listening to Dear Theodosia on purpose. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's like a strange, strange way to breed your baby in the world. Just like you know. Her thirteenth birthday will be farmer we shot. I don't know, so I don't know what Dear Theodosia is about. So it's yeah, probably but, it was probably but, a very cute moment that I know nothing about. So it's very very good. It's a very good song. Not yeah, your your audio completely again. blacked out again, and so all I heard was it's very very good, and I was like, okay, trust you. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's wrap this up before I throw my computer out the window. Okay, it sounds like a plan. Uh, so um, I loved this movie, and I feel like the chicken and waffles thing was right on the money because uh, it was it was crisp. It was yeah. Full no, of math. I think you think you're probably right. That gives uh, me a good also, warm feeling in my soul it, it gives me a warm feeling in my soul makes me feel kind of bad for being me uh that it wasn't that long ago that white people were doing this but we made some progress not all the progress we made some but that's good but also we can make more i'm gonna assume whatever you just said was lovely and that's poignant i don't know that it was um as far as film rankings i liked this better than most everything we've watched this year i'll be honest with you about that what did you just say i said i liked this movie better than most everything we've watched this year i liked this better than little women oh i don't agree with that at all really well then i'll just let you place it yellow 
Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yo. I can sort of hear you. Okay. Okay, let's wrap this quick then. What did you say? You said it was better than every movie you've seen this year? No, I said it was better than Little Women. I, I didn't hear anything. Okay. I said I like it more than almost everything we've watched this year. And then when I pulled up the list, I saw Little Women and I was like, I like this better than Little Women. Yeah, I could agree with that. It's a, it's a, it's close. What's <laughs> above Little Women is Klaus, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and Star Wars. And Parasite. Is Parasite it above should be that? somewhere. Is up there? It is not saved up oh, there. Well, it should be up there somewhere. This is a terrible list. Well, I'm going to throw it up here above Little Women. Throw what up there? And then hidden okay. figures. And then uh, I will let you do all the sign-off stuff since Skype is just destroying. Is that okay? Or do you want me to do them? I can do whatever you want. Uh, yeah, I can do it. Okay. Um, uh, hold on. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and do it and we're going to power through this. Um, okay. Cool. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs uh, on hidden figures truly like this movie really glad we did it really glad we covered it um bacon and eggs is always a production of the wb and e podcast network you go to wb and e.org to find lots of great other podcasts you can listen to that'll make you laugh and make you cry and make you feel things inside and uh this week i'm gonna tell you to go listen to that's what i'm talking about our other direct child from this podcast by the lovely mary clay watt one of my favorite people in the world who is reading lord of the rings and uh, i think currently hating it she texted us today and was like i hate this part of the book i don't know how far ahead she is so i think it's just a bad part coming up that she hated and probably made hilarious episodes about it because she's good at things but i'm gonna play a preview right now for that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about follows me mary clay watt on my journey through lord of the rings for the very first time join me each week as i have fans on as guests so we can discuss the books one chapter at a time and i can share all of my confused and completely inaccurate thoughts like this one and gimli says feet but we cannot eat them as well as walk on them. So was Gimli planning on eating the horses? <laughs> I I think the implication is they had the supply bags on the horses. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank the Lord. From WBNE, that's what I'm talking about. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. Wasn't that just the best? Love that for us. Um, anyway, like I said, uh, Bacon and Eggs is WB&E production, and our all our logos are by Vashon Brandon. Got to hang out with him this weekend. It was a lovely, lovely time. And all of our music is by Andrew Scott Bell. I didn't get to hang out with him this weekend because he lives in California, and that's sad. But good for him because he's got movies and stuff coming out. He's got a, a new movie he's scoring that I'm very excited to actually watch because it looks awesome. Uh, anyway, I think that's everything we do at the end of the show. Uh, I'm Ethan Edgehill. He's Tyler Carlin. And until next week, arrivederci. Had a girl.